0: This is Legacy Battle. Make sure you hit like and subscribe on whatever you're listening on. I'm Michael Adams, creator of Legacy Battle. My panelists tonight from the Gridiron Battle Zone, Brian King. From the Walker Report, Brad Walker. From Steelers Nation South, Rollo Cawthon. Our special guest tonight, we're joined by by a Polish figure skater where she was a three-time national champion, six-time second-place finisher. She skated in six European championships, five world championships, as a two-time Olympian. After retiring, she went on to become a coach uh, as well. She, she also worked for Team USA Figure Skating, which uh, I know we're going to probably ask about when we get into our Q&A later for, her. but we got, we got Anne Brescio here. Anna, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. So tonight's debate is going to be the, the greatest women's figure skater of all time. And if you're a big figure skating fan, make sure you go in our archives, check out uh episode with Lloyd Eisler, where we did pair skating, but we're doing the women tonight and we're going to start out with Rollo.
2: All right, so tonight I got Katarina Witt. Katarina first started skating at the age of five, and she was such a talented young lady on the ice that she got accepted to a special school for kids, that a talent for sports in Germany. It was there she met the great coach, Jutta Müller. <clears throat> so she started training at the age of 12. Her first event in competition came in 1979, and she finished 14th, but 1982 was when her breakthrough came through. She played second at the World and European Championships, and she won European gold in 1983. But in 84, she at Sarajevo, <clears throat> at just age 18, she won Olympic gold, and she also won the world title in Ottawa. Uh, she would win the world title in 85 and 87, leading up to the 88 Calgary Games, to claim her second title. It was after that uh, Olympic victory that the Catarina rule was implemented, where uh, you know, she was dressing provocatively on the ice, and the uh, IUF said, no, we're done with that. So she was the first repeat gold medal winner in women's skating since Sonia Henny in 1928, 32, and 36. But for a decade, Katarina won two golds, six European titles, which is tied for second all time with Henny. four world titles, and eight national titles. She retired in 1980, 1998, still on top of her game, coming off gold at the Olympics, World and European Championships. <clears throat> She returned in 1984 with Jordan Mueller as her coach and competed at the Winter Games in Lillehammer. But she finished seventh after six years away from competition. Think, think about it. Six years after t- retirement, and she finished seventh. Uh, she was inducted into World, Figures Hall, World Figure Skating Hall of Fame in
0: 1995. So, Anna, uh, l- let me ask, ask you first about the Katarina role. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that one?
1: I mean, if, if anybody asks me, which program I remember for sure? The first, what is coming to my mind is Carmen by Katarina Vita. I mean, I think it was, you know, one of the most speca- spectacular programs in decades, I would say, and it's stuck in my head for ever. Uh, I mean, first of all, uh, presentation um, jumps. Maybe not the technical like it's right now, but those years when Katarina was skating, I mean, this was wow.
0: Yeah, and she was your competition for a little while there when she came back, right? You were skating at the same time as her?
1: I think I, I started to skate when I saw her when she was competing in Sarajevo. And then I never thought that I will meet her personally and compete against her. Uh, first competition when Katarina Witt was uh, back in 1993, it was uh, Europeans, where I even beat her. So I mean, you know, sometimes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> miracles happen, you, you, you meet your uh, icon skater and, and uh, you beat her. And I mean, this was fantastic just to see her live
0: throwing down the trash talk early I like it very good <laughs> well let's let's move on to our uh, second skater here that's going to be Christy Yamaguchi.
3: Christy Yamaguchi um, one of the uh, premier uh, US skaters she won her first and only gold medal at the age of 20 in singles um, and bef- and the funny thing the interesting story about her she wore braces on her legs and feet. So when she was born, you know, it wasn't like, you know, athletic. She had to wear braces and special shoes to develop her legs to be able to skate. Um, She won two gold medals in the World Championships in 1991 and 1992. She won a gold medal in 1988 in the World Junior Ladies Singles. Uh, She won a uh, gold medal in 87 uh, and won a bronze uh, in the same year. Um, or I mean, uh, in 87, she won a bronze in singles. Um, she was inducted into the U S hall of fame. But like I said, the, the interesting thing that I read about her was the braces. I mean, and Anna will, you know, she can vouch for that too, that you have to have legs. That's, that's the skating thing. And <laughs> for Christy, for Christy to have to wear, you know, you know, corrective braces and shoes. That's so cool to to read about that. And, how she overcame that to become a great skater that she that she was.
0: Is it bad that <clears throat> the first thing I thought of when you said that was Forrest Gump? I mean, that, that was no, one no. That's my head
3: because that's what I thought too, <laughs> Mike. When I read about it, that was the same thing I was thinking too. The running <laughs> scene when he breaks the braces. Yep.
0: Yes, yep. exactly. Okay, fair enough. So, Anna, I I remember watching her skate the gold medal in the Olympics. I thought it was one of the cleanest, most beautiful skates i've ever seen it was it was flawless uh just perfect and and she was uh not she wasn't uh i guess technically olympics is still amateur so she was not professional but she didn't do she only did the one olympics uh i know you said you you know her and you've skated with her uh you know what are your thoughts on her and any do you know why maybe she didn't stick around longer
1: uh, first of all, I will say that I didn't know that you were wearing the braces. So, I mean, this is very inspirational as well, that, you know, if you really work and you want something, you still can manage. Yeah. Uh, so, this is really, I mean, great. Um, Christy, besides that she was solo skater, she was skating in pairs. So, I mean, she was one of those skaters which was multi-category, yes? Which, which in skating is not very usual, especially on the, such a high level.
0: Right.
1: Um, I think that in Albertville, then the, the ladies uh, category started to grow with all the triple jumps as well. Christie was one of just few uh, to produce com- combination triple lats, triple toe loop. I mean, in those years still the all triple jumps was something, you know, not very common, I would say, in the ladies uh, skating. Mm. Olympics is very special competition and usually those who think that they, you know, won three or four world championships, they almost thinking that they will get it in the Olympics, but usually it's a black horse and Christy was this one black horse in those Olympics. I mean, I don't think that anybody counted that she will be the one who will win the gold medal. But uh, as you said, the skate was so clean Mm. that I mean, I think there was no comment who should be first.
0: I actually saw her skate live when uh, she was doing like the the United States tour too. And it was just, this was right after the Olympics and uh, just a sight to behold. Like she's just amazing out there on skates very impressed with her but uh let, let's move on to uh who i believe is is the goat the greatest of all time and that's going to be sonia henny so born 1912 so i always get stuck <laughs> with the really really old people on the show but uh,
1: nobody remembers this yes
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, you know unfortunately she did pass away in uh in 1969 but um she began skating at six years old, and then at 10 years old, she wins the Norwegian championship, and she obviously was from Norway, um, and she completed, competed in her first Olympics in 1924. But uh, going back to that Norwegian championships, she won it every year from 1922 all the way to 1934. That is just pure and utter dominance. Um, she's got six European titles, 10 world titles, three Olympic gold medals in 28, 32, and 36. So the longevity is there, of course. Um, And what was so special about Sonia is she incorporated ballet into her skating and she was like really the first person to do that. Um, So she put it into her skating. She was a fantastic spinner. She had 19 different spins in her programs and she could do at least 80 revolutions. Like, I spin around a bat three times, I'm falling over. This lady's (laughs) doing 80 revolutions. That's incredible. Um, And here's one, because, uh, you know, Rollo mentioned the thing about the Katarina rule earlier, but uh, Sonia was the first woman skater to wear the skirt above the knee. So, hey, in 1920, (laughs) that turned a lot of men on, okay? (laughs) So, I'm I'm just saying. But she went on to become very famous even after skating. She was an actress. And she was actually nominated by the American Film Institute um, as one of the 50 greatest screen legends for women of all time. Um, and just a few more things for her. She's in the World Figure Skating Hall of Fame in 1976, the International Women's Sports Hall of Fame in 1982. She got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, and, and, the, and then in 1938, she was knighted. <laughs> she, this, this lady's actually a knight. And then she was an honorary colonel of the 508th Parachute Infantry, 82nd Airborne Division at Fort Bragg, so I she's she's the goat, guys. There's you, you got to vote for her tonight, Sonia Henny, She's still a name known today, which says something. She's really like the Babe Ruth of the sport, like the original but that has the name is stuck around forever. So. Anna, obviously, probably about 100 years before your time here, but, but no, I know but you said you're going to look her up. Go ahead. Uh,
1: as, as you said, I mean, everybody knows uh, the name Sonia Gene. I mean, this is obvious. Yes, even if we don't know exactly details, all skaters know the name. Uh, starting from being a golden child, because starting in such a young age, I mean, becoming Olympic champion in being 11, I mean, honestly, yes, Uh, just sort of impossible or insane, you you would say. But it's a whole story that she started as a skater, then she became an actress. And I think as well, I don't want to say it wrongly, but she was the one who as well started all the shows. Uh, because she was skating as i recall in ice capes for many years uh, yes. in, in states so i mean uh, she is a root of uh, lady skating she is a root of uh, really shows uh, figure skating shows uh, many movies not just about the skating yes i mean skating was just a, a part of some sort of uh, small uh, detail in the in the movie so i mean the lady was just i mean a company i would say
0: so you you're a coach um she had 19 different spins in her programs how many different spins are there
1: i mean right now if you will take different position yes you will have uh, a lot but 19 i think 100 years ago this is a lot yes
0: okay and And, as far as like revolutions, how many is about the norm on that?
1: No, I mean n- n- at the moment, I think the word uh, it was the Switzerland girl, Lucinda Ruch, which is the um, written champion in uh Guinness book. but I honestly will tell you that I'm not quite sure, but ninety revolution, I would say it's a lot
0: yeah, okay. Well, let's move on to our final woman tonight, and that's going to be uh, someone Brian represented on a a prior show for an honorary mention, Michelle Kwan.
4: Oh, yeah, Michelle Kwan. Um, uh, She was American, born in California. Her parents were immigrants from Hong Kong. Uh, They were a working-class family, and they dealt with some financial hardships. I mean, figure skating is not cheap. Uh, But a fellow member of the LA Figure Skating Club saw Kwan and really believed in her abilities. Uh, So they decided to uh, support her in her training. Uh, The figure skating world is very thankful because uh, Michelle Kwan brought a very competitive spirit, amazing skills, elegance, and beauty to the sport for over a decade. Uh, She's a nine-time U.S. champion, which is the highest total ever. She took home gold at the World Juniors, the Goodwill Games, the Grand Prix Final, and five times at the World Championships. Uh, She won the Reader's Choice Figure Skater of the Year Award so many times that they renamed it the Michelle Kwan Award. Uh, She won it seven times uh, total, and no one else has ever won it more than twice. Uh, Kwan had a significant rivalry with uh, with, uh, Tara Lipinski. Uh, Many experts believe that that rivalry kind of helped to fuel Kwan and push her to greatness. Uh, Many also believe that Kwan had a better performance than Lipinski at Nagano and should have won Olympic gold, but uh, her grace of defeat perhaps fueled her popularity even more. Quad was so popular that she scored several endorsement deals, starred in TV specials, and really became one of America's darling female athletes. Uh, From 1997 to 2005, she was the highest paid skater in appearance money, and she was the highest paid on the Champions on Ice tour. Uh, Quan had many skills as well. Um, She was amazingly consistent, At clean skating performances without flaws, she was described as having silent blades, which barely whispered. Uh, 11 times in competition, she landed a triple toe, triple toe. In 2004, she debuted a uh, triple flip, double toe, double loop. Uh, She did a version of the Charlotte Spiral that was very clean and smooth. She did a split falling leaf, which is said to have impressed skating legend uh, Peggy Fleming greatly. As I mentioned before, beauty. She was uh, ranked in the top fifty in People's Magazine's uh, "Most Beautiful People in the World" issue in the year 2000. Uh, after skating, she turned her focus to the uh, political realm. She worked for the Obama administration and assisted on several diplomatic trips, including China, Russia, Argentina, South Korea, and Singapore. And in, 2000, uh, in 2022, I'm sorry, 2020, she was named the uh, U.S. ambassador to the nation of Belize by President Biden. So a beautiful, popular, skillful, highly decorated champion. That's Michelle Kwan.
0: Anna, Michelle won everything except for the Olympic gold. Is that a blemish on her record? Or, I mean, Lipinski was just that good that year.
1: You know what? It it reminds me a little bit of Kurt Browning. Oh, it's like, yeah, you for- know, you... you You are four times world champion and I mean it's no issue that you will get this Olympic gold medal and then some tiny thing messing you up and I mean like you said Michelle won everything what you could yes but I think her biggest dream was this Olympic gold medal I think this second place when she lost to Tara Lipinski make her really fight for the second Olympics. And of course, I mean if you, you're getting older and new becomers are coming, it's it's more difficult. But I still think that she was one of the greatest skaters of all the time. Because I mean most skaters were coming for a few years and finishing their career she was for a long time.
0: Yeah. So you, you've skated in just about everything. What, what is most important to the skater? Is it the world championships or is the Olympic gold?
1: I think for the all, all athletes, Olympic gold is like, uh, you know, the top of the cake. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's, it's... Words are every year. Olympics, it's once in the four years. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's almost like the best the best price which you can get for your work. Right. But sadly, sadly, in this sport, as I said, uh, as I'm looking for many years in the uh, uh, Olympics, usually not those winning the gold medal who we all predict. There are the people who are coming like a black horses and, and getting the prize. <laughs> maybe it's the nerves maybe it's the nerves the pressure you know uh as people really feel that they deserve it and and then suddenly small mistakes happen.
0: all right well let's move into our vote tonight cannot vote for your own rollo who are you taking
2: Sonya sonia henny Sorry. yeah brad sonia henny Right. Okay. um
4: Brian. I I love a good a good story of someone overcoming uh you know hardships and everything. So I gotta get go Christy Yamaguchi. I mean what what she was able to, to overcome was very impressive.
0: Okay. If I was voting for my favorite, I definitely would take Christy. Uh she's probably my favorite skater of all time. Tara Lipinski's up there too, but I just had a huge crush on her. But um <laughs> I I, I, I I'm going to give it to Katarina. The reason why I wouldn't give it to Kwan, I just, I feel like that, that missing that gold medal is just kind of a, a big thing. I think to be the GOAT, you got to have the biggest trophy. So, Anna, who are you picking?
1: Oh, I mean, if I could, I would pick all of them because I think <laughs> all of them left, uh, you know, a big spot in, in uh, figure skating, ladies figure skating. But as you said on the beginning, I think whole uh, roots of, Lady skating is coming from Sonia Henia. The beauty, um, the pleasure, competitive, and I mean, amount of medals. I mean, I don't think so far can anybody can beat her.
0: Right. Okay. So, wait, you said Katarina? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, Sonia Henia.
0: That's oh, right. No. okay yeah that's what i thought okay yeah my, my thing went <laughs> blank for a minute so so that's a win for sonia tonight oh i got a win oh man it's been forever since i actually won one so that's great all right let's move into our Q and A. win for sonia heading as the greatest women's figure skater of all time for legacy battles podcast all right so i can to start out the questions and then we'll go uh brian brad rollo so i want to take you to the 94 olympics lily homer uh I, I gotta ask you, how crazy was it with all the Tanya Hardy, Nancy Kerrigan stuff going on? Did it did it affect the other skaters?
1: I think it was a very big thing because, I mean, of course, all the television was interesting how the situation is in between those two skaters. Uh, um, how they, you know, interact uh, with each other on the training. So, I mean, it, it It was not like usual, Uh, and you could feel the the pressure uh, as well in between um, both of the girls. Uh, But I think, you know, I mean, on the end of the day, after this Olympics, uh, figure skating just blow up with the promotion. People were so excited to look at the skating. I don't think that it was just because of this accident, but I mean, the the skating just grew so much.
0: Did, did the girls take a side, like all the different skaters? Were you taking a side in that whole thing? Like some of you took Nancy's side and some of you took Tanya's side? Or was it just, it is what it is?
1: <laughs> I don't think, you know, that anybody took uh, anybody's sides. Uh we all came there to show our best. So I think that everybody were focusing on their own skating. Uh, But of course you could feel, I mean, different situation and different feeling of the competition because of what happened during nationals.
2: So
4: uh, Anna, I I went back and I watched your your great performance at the 1998 World Championships. Uh, It was very impressive. one comment from the analyst, uh, who was uh, from the Euro Sport Live broadcast uh, made, he said, she skates with incredible speed and when it works, it's very, very impressive indeed. Uh, so was it part of your strategy to try to skate faster than your competitors? And, and can you kind of explain like how that gives a skater an advantage?
1: Um, I love, uh, I always loved speed. I always was a very dynamic skater. Um, And maybe this was sometimes problematic that all the elements didn't work as they supposed to. Uh, But if they worked, it was shown that it's fluent, I mean, with good speed and and, um, good height of the jumps. Because this is what I really love to do. I have to say that I hated figures. (laughs) <laughs> when, when it was still uh, uh, before so I mean I was very happy that uh, just the free skate came out uh, I don't think that I worked very much on the speed it was just something what came from me I think it was just my personality I have to say that right now when I teach skating I love to see my skaters to use a lot of speed
3: Well, since uh, you guys asked about the gold medal, I was going to ask her if that was the greatest trophy <laughs> in all sports. I've had a argument about that. Um, but, Anna, I, the other question I have, it's kind of in two parts. The first part of it is what got you into figure skating and did that lead to you becoming a coach later on after you retired?
1: Uh, I mean, I got to skating very common, I would say, my parents bought me skates for Christmas, and then I went with my dad to try it. Uh, and this is how it started, I, I sort of liked it that my parents uh, signed me to figure skating club. Wasn't with the thinking of any, I mean, professional skating or competing, but uh, somehow it started to par- be part of my life. Um, and I have to say that when you train for many years, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, poison. You can't help it to <laughs> to stop it. Even if you stop, you, you still like to be around it. Um, and, and I have to say that uh, for a few years, I didn't have anything in common uh, with skating. Um, but then I started to study in um, sport academy and my friends took me to the skating ring and I come back because I mean I, I felt that this is something what I really love to do and at the moment I have to say that I do what I love to do so I'm still stuck with skating and uh, I'm happy that I can you know give some advices to young skaters
2: i take part in two um, winter games uh, in your career Which one of those two was more memorable to you and what moment stood out the most, what singular moment stood out the most for you as well?
1: I mean, if we we look at the place, of course, the Lillehammer uh, games uh, because I was 10th and I think I never expected that I will be so high. Um, It was my first, almost first season in senior category and I mean, everything... Just was going very smoothly for me, I think I was not overthinking, not having any pressure uh but I was still young, so I can't say that I really enjoy Olympics as Olympics because I was just sixteen. most of the companions in uh Polish team they were over twenties, so <laughs> I was a little bit more like a mascot <laughs> uh, uh, in the team uh I think I have uh, made much more friends and uh, colleagues during Nagano because I was already older and I think uh, everybody were coming differently towards me as an athlete, not just a child. Uh, But of course, I wasn't happy with my performance. Uh, But I was very happy that after Olympics I could, you know, come back with the strong skating uh, in World Championships.
0: So I had mentioned earlier during the intro that you'd worked for Team USA. What, what did you do uh, for the U- USA team?
1: Uh, I mean, I skated uh, for a few years in, uh, in States um, and uh, I can't say that I work for the Team USA. I, I a little bit worked. Uh, and helped kids. Uh, I have very, a lot of colleagues right now which are in a high position in <laughs> uh, US Federation, which is great. Uh, so so I think it's just joy and, and helping the young students, you know, with achieving these, their goals.
4: Anna, I, under, I understand that you, began skating in 1984, uh, and then internationally in 1990. Uh, The nation of Poland was still under strong influence from the Soviets during that time. So did you encounter any issues along the way due to that? Or do you know of any other Polish skaters who may have been restricted in some way?
1: Uh, I mean, Poland was, you know, part of the, the, uh, socialist countries, yes, Russia, uh, but we never, I would say we never were under Russian um, obligation because I, I don't think that, you know, skating was so strong in Poland. So none of the skaters were really uh, close to to Russian skaters. I would say that uh, before, me, it was Gregor Filipowski who was uh, training many years in States, uh, together, together with Barbara Kosovska. I mean, we were getting some help from Russian coaches, but I wouldn't say that they somehow excluded us from uh, being on the competition or were trying to put Russian skaters in, in Poland. I don't think that it was still necessary when I was skating, it's I think more common right now um, that that you know smaller countries are a little bit occupied by Russian skaters.
0: I'll go Braden and then Raleigh, you'll finish us off.
3: You uh, know, um, can I ask what what is what, what has been some of your favorite moments being a skater? You know, obviously, like Brian was just mentioning about you know you being in Poland. Um, were there any favorite moments that, you know, with the Olympics, World Championships, do you have one in particular that you could say that is your favorite moment uh, as being a skater?
1: I mean, I think, you know, being in uh, World Championships uh, in Minnesota, it was my favorite. I mean, I never expected that I will be second after the short program, just behind Michelle Kwan. And I mean, it was, I think, my, my perfect skate. And, and, and on the end of the program, you could see me being really happy about it <laughs> as well. Now, when I'm watching the video, I'm always laughing at my expression. But I think, you know, when, you, when you're satisfied with your skating, you, it's great to just express with everything what you can. So I, I think, you know, getting standing ovation from the public, uh, this is what we all work for
2: so i was reading some of the bios of some of these skaters and when they were young they were training five six seven days a week at five six hours a day did you have a similar routine to that and you know tell us a little bit how you got started with your with your routine
1: i mean i i started pretty late because i was six uh when i got my first skates um in Poland, we we maybe didn't train five six hours, but still it was uh, complete routine. I mean, morning training, then school, then afternoon training. Of course, uh, extra training, ballet, uh, gymnastic. Uh, so I mean, everything was around skating. Uh, but I think as well because of this, th- make you uh, feel that. Uh, You were a part of something more than just skating. I mean, I had so many friends in gymnastics. I had so many friends, uh, you know, uh, making other sports because we were coming and and, uh, as well training with them. Uh, And I can't say that my childhood was bad because I was training constantly. I think it was fun. I don't feel that I lost something because I wasn't spending more time with my friends. I spend my time with friends at the ring.
0: Well, we want to thank you, Anna, so much for joining us. We really appreciate you coming on.
1: Thank you guys so much.
0: Awesome. Anyway, and I'm glad your kid didn't break down the door. I know you said that you had to close <laughs> almost, the door. Almost. <laughs> almost. I want to remind everybody, hit that like and subscribe button. And have, thank you for watching. We'll see you all next time. Have a great night.
1: Thank you. Clear.
0: Thank you.
4: Yeah, thanks so much, let me, Anna.
0: Let me hit save. I'm glad we've got that figured out too with the the volume thing.
1: Yeah, down, sorry. So. <laughs>